on, dude. Yeah, it just popped up. It was Carlo Rovelli. And I was like, fuck. I don't know. Yeah, if that... it was a little joke. So one of the books that I plan on plugging. Yeah. The Order of Time, Carlo Rovelli. So, uh, yeah, just in my brushing up of different things. Um, he's an Italian physicist that studies loop quantum gravity. So it's like super trippy stuff. And um, he has a lot of popular books. And every time in, I'm in the airport, I'll look to see if there's a Carlo Rovelli book that I haven't uh, read. I, I, ha I have two of them. And you just pick them up and you can't put them down. Like you just have to, I, I read both books in one sitting. Jesus. Just straight through, killing time at the airport, you know? Jesus. And so... If if I spark any of your interest today, of time. this is the one I would recommend in terms of just really trippy stuff, like blows your mind. The trippiest book I think I ever read was really only the end. I think Sapiens was and uh, A Brief History of Nearly Everything by uh, Bill Bryson. Those are the both that, I mean, for the most part, it's kind of like, okay, whatever. But like towards the end, it started to like, warp and, and bend my like understanding of things um yeah Trey, are you there oh yeah he froze up um yeah so i apologize if i'm slow like i said i put my dog down friday and i i've been i've been crying since then man i'm such a bitch but yeah so yeah i apologize no, no worries man understandable i apologize if i'm a, a little slow um but so this is episode 101, and I wanted to talk to you and your mathematical genius about relativity and quantum physics and really just everything that I don't understand that I'm now just projecting onto you that you understand and putting that uh, burden on you. So, um, yeah, I don't really know how to contribute to this one. I just kind of want to hand over the floor to you. So, this is yeah. I have like some things already in my head that I yeah. could start with, but I was thinking like, you know, just any questions you had or that's the downside, right? There's a lot of good content out there, videos and books and stuff, but you can't really interact with them. Right. So, yeah. you know, if you want to pause and say, wait a minute, yeah. you can't do that. Or, okay. um, you know, people repeating the same kind of things, uh, whether it makes sense or not, you don't really know if you're kind of learning what you're supposed to say or if you actually understand it yeah. yeah right so okay so i'll 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 jump in with like the bare minimum that i know of the okay relative i know there's two i know there's general and special okay i got okay. that going for me yeah and the second thing i know is is like if you're traveling at the speed of light and you shine a flashlight it will still be going at the speed of light relative to you right that's all I, is, is that accurate or no? Because if not, then I don't know yeah. anything. That's all, that's literally all I know of relativity. Faster you go, time slows down, right? Yeah, no, you nailed it actually. So um, I don't know about for me, you're, you're a little laggy for me. So yeah, if yeah, I ever yeah, need yeah. to repeat something, yeah, um, so just, just let me know when I'll repeat it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, so for special relativity, that was uh, developed first by Einstein around 1905 and he was only 25 if you want to feel like a shithead yeah. he was only 25 when he did that so we're both older than he was when he we were over the hill 
<laughs> we're over the hill. Um, and yeah, you, you, did a, you did a nice uh, synopsis. So um, with, with special relativity, there's really just two assumptions being made or two uh, maybe postulates, you would call them, that it's like the premise of special relativity. And then um, just simply flushing out the details of those assumptions is really the whole theory and, and just doing it in a very mathematically precise way. So the first one is that physics is the same or should be the same in different inertial reference frames. So what they mean to say is whenever you do a measurement or a scientific experiment, you're always doing it with reference to some sort of um, standard fixed frame, right? Like we say, this is up. Yeah. But why is this up? That's just because, you know, the earth is down. Yeah. But if you're in space, what's up and what's down, uh, it might not be clear. Mm -hmm. um, and so everyone's experienced this, that like say you're in a car, it's moving at a constant velocity. You could kind of toss a ball up and down like this, right? And it wouldn't be any different in the car. You wouldn't feel the fact that you were moving. The only time you feel that kind of push back in your seat feeling is if the car is speeding up mm -hmm. or say if the car is turning. Mm -hmm. So if say if the car is accelerating, then you feel some sort of force. But if the car is just moving at a fixed speed, even if it's going very fast, you don't have a sensation of movement within the car. Yeah. And that's because with a constant velocity, we would say it's an inertial reference frame. So that's the first idea is that whether you're standing still or you're moving uh, at a fixed speed, it's sort of all relative. And, and after all, right, if, if two things are moving towards each other, how do you know that this one is not standing still and this one is just moving like doubly fast, yeah. right? So sort of there's this, there's this idea of defining something speed, you actually need something else to define the speed uh, in reference to. Yeah. So that's the first postulate of uh, special relativity. But then it kind of gets broken by what you said, which is that the speed of light is a constant in a vacuum for all observers. So no matter what point of view you take, the speed of light is always the speed of light. If you shine a flashlight, so, so I like to think about it with a baseball. Like, did you ever, were you ever like a hoodlum? Did you ever like throw something out of a car when you are a little kid? Yeah. You just barely like a glass it. bottle maybe? Or, yeah. Yeah. Me and Benji actually in college. Right. So if you're good. driving in the car, if you can throw a baseball, if you can throw a baseball 30 miles an hour and your car is going 40 miles an hour and you throw it the same way, obviously there's wind. But in general, those velocities add, right? So it would be like you had like a professional major arm, right? You could throw the ball 80, 90 miles an hour just by, by speeding the car up, right? So that's very intuitive to us. But somehow, maybe counterintuitively, that doesn't happen for light. So if I'm, um, let's see, if I'm standing in front of you and you shine a flashlight at me the time it's going to take for me to see it is based off of how far away you are and and the speed of light um you know going over that distance 
But if you were like running towards me and turned the flashlight on, it wouldn't help me see it faster. Okay. Does that make sense? So yes, again, with yes. a baseball, it would work, right? Yeah. If you threw a baseball and I caught it, it would be a little slower than if you were throwing the baseball and you were already moving. Like, um, you know, maybe it would affect your throwing arm, your form. But if you were in a car or something like this, you could increase the speed by, by already being moving toward me. But that won't happen with light. Light always moves at the same speed, regardless of who's looking at it, regardless of you're in a spaceship shining the light or you're standing there shining light. It's just this weird thing where it has to move at, uh, it's about three times 10 to the eight meters per second. So ungodly, unimaginably fast, always yeah. happens. So, and it's okay, so that's it. You, those are the two facts. That's yeah. all you gotta know. That's like, that really is special relativity 101 is to know those two things. The idea that everything's supposed to be the same for two inertial uh, reference frames, but also that light is somehow always being the same. And, and those two things are kind of in opposition in a way. Yeah, they're complete. And so the consequences of those two things makes all these trippy uh, results or, or um, yeah, I don't know. Does, does that make sense? Do you have any questions yeah. like based yeah. off that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, sorry, yeah, my, my, my internet's really shitty. I've been having problems all day with it, so I apologize that it's lagging. Um, but yeah, no, no. it's, so the Doppler effect, right? Sirens, things just like an ambulance, but that does happen with light to an extent, doesn't it? With red shifting and blue shifting, looking at like galaxies? Or is that just, it just yes. the color, not the, not the actual, I guess, speed of the image right so what is that? that that's right so you asked a smart question so yeah so the doppler effect if anyone is is listening and doesn't know about that right is when like a siren you hear is approaching you uh zing and pitch lowering thing yeah. And so you're right. That's like the baseball in the example I gave that somehow the vehicle approaching you and emitting the sound, the sound waves are getting compressed because they're coming out towards you, but the vehicle is also moving, to, moving towards you. And so the frequency of the sound is uh, a higher frequency, more rapid. And the pitch of a, of a noise, of every noise you hear, the pitch is determined by the frequency of the noise. Then as it's moving away from you, it's sort of dragging out the sound and, and the, the sound waves have more space. So they're elongating and the pitch is going down. Um, so you're right, that is the, what, what's making that happen is because it's not going the speed of light. So it has that buffer room to speed up and slow down. With light, it doesn't happen. You are correct in what you were thinking about red shifting and blue shifting. There's also a yellow shifting. Um, but the difference is that, yeah, when we say light, talking about physics talk, we mean the whole spectrum of light. Okay. So for everyday people, myself included, right, when you just say light, you do tend to think of visible light. And it's even more confused by the examples people give. Like I said, a flashlight. So I'm also accidentally thinking of visible light. But in reality, Light includes radio waves, X-rays, UV rays, gamma rays. 
So I do think that there's something there where the red shifting is just a piece of the spectrum. It's the visible light, which is a very small um, range of, of, of the light spectrum. And so I imagine there's something like that going on where you have a uh, more room because of the, the full width of the spectrum. I actually don't know precisely how I should answer it, but it, it is an interesting question how you asked it and, and you did know correctly that there's something weird going there. If we're saying it's always going the same speed, um, how is that allowing for the red shift and the blue shift? So, um, but I think, I think the answer is that there's the frequency different from the, the velocity in some ways that the frequency, um, and you also have wavelength and you have, uh, what would it be? Angular velocity versus maybe linear velocity. So, so I think something's going on there where it's, it's like, uh, it doesn't break what I said before, right? It's still going the same speed, even though you are seeing that shift. Um, I think redshift is when it's coming towards you, if I remember correctly. Blue shift away. It's and yeah, there's actually one of the yellow two. shift. Well, yeah, yeah it's one of those two. I should almost be able to think it out, but but it's it's a good question. But um, somehow covered, we're safe. Okay. I wish I knew more of the details of that so I could answer it more. No, uh, smarter, but we're safe, right? So it's yeah. it's somehow true. No matter what angle, if we believe these two postulates, and I mean, I guess, you know, it's, it's an up for an interpretation of maybe one day we find something, you know, that's, it's not in accordance with this, but it's been tested in so many different ways and it's been so established. Um, it really is just something that you can start with these postulates and, um, and derive the conclusions, right? So like Einstein knew things, new in quotes, before they were actually proven or tested. So just by, he was such a genius that just yeah. by doing thought experiments and just by starting from these two points of logic and carrying out the conclusions, he's able to say like, no, this is true and this is true and this is true. And then it might have not have been another 10, 20 years before they were actually able to make measurements and experiment, uh, experiments that would prove those things. So, so Einstein did that a lot. He made a lot of predictions where the mathematics was telling him one thing and then it took a while for us to catch up and, and see, yeah, oh, he's absolutely right. The most famous, of course, being gravitational waves, right? Yeah. So he predicted gravitational waves like 100 years before we were able to measure them, right? So Jeez. that's incredible. Well, I was also going to say, is you know he's fucking smart because he saw the rise of Hitler and he bailed. Like, Got out of there? Yeah. 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 It, that's a he was socially thing. smart too, right? Not yeah. Just, right, yeah. Not just science smart. He, uh... yeah. Well, he kind of understood. Just he also had a little spiritualism. I mean, he. What was the thing? Once you understand that the universe is something expanding into nothing, it's easier to wear stripes with uh, dots or something. Basically, like don't worry about clashing colors. Like none of it means anything. <laughs> but yeah. So now, how does? Yeah, he was super fun quotable yeah he had a lot of good quotes yeah again i'm I'm sorry for my internet my internet's um truthfully shitting the bed um no no worries i just don't want to talk over you or no, uh, you know you're fine um so do does electron entanglement does that inv does that violate anything because that's instantaneous relations right Right. So th that this is the this is the hard to understand part 
that somehow again you're safe and again i'll probably have to be slightly hand wavy with my talking you out of it you know i have also looked into this but yes they were afraid for a while that somehow entanglement was in violation of relativity because as einstein called it spooky action at a distance right that somehow what you're doing over here can affect what you're doing over here um, or seem to, um, even though it's very far away. I, I think theoretically they think infinitely far away is possible. Um, but again, they've figured this all out, right? It's not in violation. It has something to do with the fact that in your mind, when you do something here, it's causing something over there, but it's not actually causal. It's more like, mirroring yeah it's 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 almost like you did it over there right like it's like uh it's one thing it's something about the locality is what's trippy it's not actually about sending the message right like if you could do something well first of all first off right away they proved uh it was john bell i think bell laboratories proved that you couldn't use this to like send a message okay that's what so yeah. proved that you know, this isn't like a faster-than-light communication device. Um, so you're safe there. But in general, yeah, I, I think it's more closer to that. Um, it's it's creepy that you can do something here and it changes something there, but it's not that it's propagating through. It's not like it happened here and then it magically rode a wave all the way to the other side of the universe. It was that somehow you were interacting with the other side of the universe right here. Right, like like one one uh, you know I don't know like a twin brother you poke and his and his brother hurt, gets hurt or something right like yeah. it's connected. Um, so there is still study th things that they need to I think understand more with the entanglement. Um, but it's uh, you know I could plug another book. Well, uh, maybe later I'll get into another book that I've been reading. But um, yeah, somehow you're safe there too. I wish again I knew. It's you're coming with the smart questions though you're making me work for it i like it oh, no, you I'll, actually have done some background reading it seems like you know no th these are just like the these this is my like limited knowledge of it and like the only things that i could i've really like held on to over the years of just a factoid here and there is the stuff that seems to be in violation like in terms of actually understanding it i don't understand shit but i've just been able to like I, the things i i just remember are the things that like stick out you know you don't remember yeah. any random day in school but you do remember a day that like you know you had a boner in class and you had to stand up or like you remember that day so these are just things i remember because i'm like they kind of seem to violate but excuse me now isn't the universe expanding faster than the speed of light the universe is expanding in all directions at all points. And so there's something, uh, I, don't, I don't know about it precisely, about how the, then they would calculate the farthest reaches they say are expanding faster than the speed of light. So I'm not exactly sure how that works. I think the idea is that it's expanding locally, but because it's expanding locally at all points, that the further you get away, it's not just like that far distance away is moving away. It's every point between you and that far distance away is moving away. 
Okay. So if it's expanding everywhere, then um, I think that they do say that, that the, um, that the edge is expanding as fast or faster than the speed of light. It's weird because they also say, right, nothing can move faster than the speed of light. But I don't know if that counts as something in the universe moving, right? The boundary of the universe itself isn't like a particle or a wave within the universe. So I don't know if that um, holds for that. But that does bring me to one um, analogy I like to make, um, which I think is original to me. Maybe I heard it somewhere. Um, but it's kind of counter to, like, you hear Joe Rogan talk about this a lot, right? Like, that the universe might be infinite. And yeah. it's, if it's infinite, then, like, there's more copies of you out there. Like there's other commies out there in the universe, right? So it's so unnecessarily like complicated what he's trying to make it because here's the idea. Say you're in a room, right? Say you're standing in a square room and you're in the center of the room and there's all these cool paintings on the wall, right? So you want to get up close to the wall and investigate one of the cool paintings, but there's a lot, right? There's all around you in the room. It's a square room. So the whole, all the walls are covered with paintings. And when you choose a painting that you think looks cool, so you start walking towards that painting, the walls of the room start to expand. So, and so you'll never make any progress on any, any painting, let alone the one that you picked, right? So the one that you picked you'll be able to stay the same distance from because you chose that direction to walk in and the walls start moving away from you at the speed you start walking towards the walls to. So you'll able to keep your distance from that, the painting that you fancied the most, right? But all of the other paintings are now moving away from you at a speed that you will not be able to catch because you're, it's your walking speed or your running speed or whatever it is, right? Whatever your personal speed limit is. So at any given moment, right, if we freeze this game that I'm talking about, the room is still a finite size, right? It's getting bigger, but it's still a yeah. fixed size. It can't be infinite. It doesn't need to be infinite for you to never be able to experience most of it. The whole idea that there'd be these other yous out there. I mean, it just doesn't even matter. Like you would never be able to interact with them or see them or there's, there's no, there's no like ramifications yeah. of like other Tommies in this universe. Yeah. So it's not even really an interesting question yeah. uh, to me. If it's due to the multiverse, that's a different issue, right? So some people think of there's other Tommies because of the multiverse, yeah. which is a quantum mechanical type argument. It's completely different from just the space time itself being really big. The space-time itself being really big doesn't really matter because like we've been discussing, the, the outsides of it are moving away from you so fast that they'll never be able to interact with you anyway. So somehow the idea that there's another Tommy in this universe, I just don't find that as compelling as like maybe there's a multiverse. Hmm. Then we, we could get into that, but that's a, that's a different flavor of another Tommy as opposed to just being large that doesn't really matter it it seems like it almost seems like impossible for it all to be figured out right i mean it just seems like i don't know it's like a 
it's like a procedurally generated like video game map. It just, it's like no matter how small you zoom in, you know, the cell, the atom, the electron, the gluon, the plank foam, whatever the fuck it is, or just, you know, the sun, the Milky Way, other island galaxies, a multiverse. It's almost like it goes forever. It's like a video, like Grand Theft Auto or something. You just start swimming out into the horizon and it just keeps going forever. It almost seems like if this were to be like a simulation or like we're here to solve a problem, it's almost like those, like it's set up in such a way that you have to eventually reach the conclusion, like the answer's not there. Because like, no matter what, it just keeps going Mm. forever and ever. You know, it's like, scrolling on like excel you can just scroll forever and it's like you're not gonna find can you i don't know i remember trying with hutman at ola and through a bottom of excel yeah this yeah. the bottom of the spreadsheet I we, yeah i think we froze a computer yeah but i remember we yeah we tried to go for actually interesting comparison yeah it's but so it seems like that like the, the answer excel yeah it's like the answer can't be there it's like you can go forever but that's not the purpose of excel the purpose of excel is like you have your assignment to do right here. It's the same cells forever. If you can see this, you've seen it all. So it's, you know, or it's like chasing a high with every drug. And it's like, whether it's alcohol or sex or making money, like surely you have to eventually realize that it's all just a dopamine drip. And that like, it's just different flavors of the same thing. So it almost seems like, does it just branch into philosophy? Like, we can fast forward to the year 2600 and we will now, you know, the atom won't be even closest to the smallest thing. Like we'll just, you know, we'll have broken it down forever or it doesn't, you know, or we can, we'll somehow punch past the speed of light, but then there will just be a new fucking barrier. Right. It almost seems like it just goes forever. And if that's what you enjoy, then by all means, like map it out, but like, don't map it out thinking that like, you're going to find the thing. Right. If you enjoy making money, keep making money. But after you've made $150 billion, like, you can't do really anything more. Like, if you enjoy the process, then yeah, enjoy the process. Keep investing if that's what keeps you young, whatever. Does that make sense? It, I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah, it does. On who you talk to, even the same person might give different perspectives that sometimes in physics, because we have come so far, And the level of detail of what we know and what we've been able to prove is so mind-blowing that we do feel like somehow we're close to the end Mm. or that like we're, you know, like this theory of everything idea that people toss around, right? But on the other hand, I just think that, like you said, I mean, there's some things that are going to be so far above you that you wouldn't even think to ask the question. Yeah. So it's not even like you're close to answering it because you don't even know what you'd be answering. You haven't even formulated the idea in your mind, the inkling of what it might be. Yeah. Um, and yeah. probably that'll always happen. I think I agree with you that there will always be unanswerable questions. Um, verse and, and, how is it that the universe came to be and was there a start to the universe and they they believe that the universe was in a state of low entropy they say right so it was ordered in a certain way and 
I don't know if we'll ever be able to figure that out or explain it. Um, there is some ideas that I've read by uh, Roger Penrose. Shout out Roger Penrose is one of my favorite physicists that seem compelling to me. Um, but yeah, I think I agree with you. There's just so much trippy stuff out there. There's always this new stuff they're discovering, new proposals. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's an end. Yeah, and it's, would you even want to? It might be like Grand Theft Auto, like you yeah. said. Yeah, yeah. Would you even want to reach the end? Because what do you do? Like, what do you do once you, you figure it out? You know? Again, like Pick a video. Up from the simulation, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I think that's what it's got to be. I think the, the exact moment you figure it out is the moment it dawns on you that, I don't know, some like Alan Watts shit, like you're God and you've been tricking yourself forever, right? It's like, it's like in a dream, it does not matter how much you figure out, how many problems you solve or whatever. Because like you said, there's something that you're not even thinking about. And you only can know that once you've woken up and you go, oh, it didn't matter if I got my homework in on time or not, because there is a whole different dimension of I can wake up into a bed and that whole thing just dissolves into nothingness. It wasn't even a, a, a real thing. Um, or like pausing a game and going, oh, wait, it doesn't matter. There's no point in getting stressed out about this game. It's a game. I pause it and now I'm in my living room. It's this whole other, I don't know, like accordionification of dimensions. Like, is it that? Is it an unknown unknown? Like you can't figure it out because once you figure it out, you realize it was just an illusion. Like what? Like what is like? I don't know. It's it definitely starts to bend the mind. Yeah, maybe we're like Boltzmann brains. Maybe that's yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah. What the fuck? No, no. Yeah, you got to explain that because you said that you you said that you you could. That's another thing that stuck out. I think I was like high as fuck on my computer like junior year of high school just at two in the morning, like in my parents' house, scrolling just through Wikipedia. That's what I do is I try to just find the most confusing things. And that was one of them, a Boltzmann brain, B-O-L-T-Z-M-A-N-N. And I remember that, I, that one always stuck out to me because it was like, it was like in a large enough system, there will be like a, a non-zero probability that like a self-aware entity will just spawn into existence. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So uh, Ludwig Boltzmann was uh, a physicist that was sort of the father of um, thermodynamics and uh, the law of entropy, the second law of thermodynamics, um, which is one that a lot of people have problems with. There's, it's like you said, there's a few things that stick out, right? So that's one that gets quoted a lot, the, the, law, the second law of thermodynamics that entropy is always increasing in a closed system. Um, and so it goes back to what I was saying before about the nature of the early universe, that in order for us to experience time and for it to be in the universe that we're in, it had to be that before, if the, if the law is correct, and it seems to be that the universe was highly ordered, that the early universe uh, a new pack of cards, right? That the cards, when you get them out of the box are uh, not shuffled, right? And we don't understand why that would be. We can't, we can't figure out 
why the, the universe would be so highly ordered back then. And so the argument for the Boltzmann brain is that actually this argument they're trying to make that there would be some sort of fluctuations in the early universe could cause um, the entropy to continue to increase like it did, it's actually more likely for just a brain to appear. Because, you know, an entire universe with planets and stars and all of this, that's much more complicated. That, that includes brains, right? A universe yeah. with stars and matter and, and, and brains and people and planets, that's a lot more complicated than just a single brain. Jesus. The entire universe stemming out of a fluctuation of the early universe is actually less likely than the probability of just a brain with fully formed memories and ideas forming this way. And so it was one of those things that maybe was taken out of context. Like um, the other example I like to give is Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. The cat is both alive and dead, right? Schrodinger didn't actually believe that. He was using that as like, this can't be right because if it's right, then the cats are both dead and alive. So I think that's the same with the Boltzmann brain that no one was really saying like, this is probably what happens, but they were using it to point out the flaw in the reasoning that, okay, well, if you're claiming that these fluctuations are what caused the universe, how do you know we're not just a brain, right? So it's, it's like a, a version of the truth that it makes you have to go back to the drawing board and try to answer the question in a different or better way, like what Schrodinger was doing. But, but now some people really believe in the Schrodinger cat. So it's probably the same with the Boltzmann brain that someone might've used it kind of facetiously, but now there's this whole philosophical, um, you know, dialogue about it and whether it makes sense and, you know, are we Boltzmann brains or, you know. Yeah. I, I always imagined a Boltzmann, I don't know why, I, the imagery in my mind is always like, there's always like this like nebula type thing. It's just a brain. Like there's no body. It's just this like, it's just yeah. this awareness out and I just, you know, I've, I've, I've very, I've. It seems make, like something from Futurama or something. Yeah. I don't know if they've done an episode. Yeah. I think of like, um, I think of Ultron. If you, if you ever saw the Marvel movies, the, the Ultron, when Ultron like arises, it literally just starts with like the screen is black, and he the first thing he says is is what is this? Ultron was the ro Ultron was the robot guy, right? Yeah, but he started as just software, right? It's, it shows like from his point of view, it's like everything's black, and it's just like the only thing that there is was just like the experience. There, there is. So he goes, "What is this?" And it's like, that's, if you ever go really deep into meditation, that eventually arises is, it doesn't matter about multiverse and Boltzmann brains and quantum fit to the very, at the very core is like, what is this? What is now? There isn't nothing. And it, and he right. stems from that. He immediately just, he starts creating everything. Like just, and you know, obviously develops into like a sentient being or he was a sentient being. But he's like, what is this? What is this place? It just is. It's, yeah, I, I don't know. It starts to hurt. It starts to make my head, it starts to make my brain like sweat. 
yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, yeah. I, so yeah, I haven't seen the Ultron one in a while, but I, I have seen it. Well, you but, need, uh, no, you need to watch it. It's, um, that does sound cool. Yeah. It's, now do you I've think, also, what's up? I, I was saying, I also have read a book where, uh, it's a science fiction book where they really do believe in simulation. I mean, again, today's world, some people say that like Elon Musk or something, but they, they treat it so seriously that they treat it like a religion. Right. And so they evangelize other people. And when they wake up, they like pray, but their prayer is sort of like meditating on the fact that it's a simulation. And the reason they're doing it is because they think if they can convert enough followers, if enough people think they're in a simulation and make their daily prayer centered around the meditation, then the simulation will have to stop that whoever's running the simulation will be forced to end the simulation because it's the simulation has become self-aware, like Ultron kind of, right? So I don't know why you would wish for death in some weird way if it ends, but it's almost like their version of heaven is yeah. if everyone wakes up to it and becomes self-aware. And like, it's like the 50%, there's like only 50% need to yeah. do this. Yeah. If we can get half the people in the universe to think we're in a simulation, then the simulators will have to, you know, do something about it. So that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard that idea before where, yeah, there's always like a percentage and it's like, if we reach this thing, it's like, it's like re resonant field and it's, it's, it's been hijacked by new ageism, but I, there's still, there's sexy ideas. They're fun ideas. And it's like, if everyone starts to think like positively or something, or some yeah. some hippie bullshit that yeah. that you know that like the the negative forces in control of the world will break down yeah and you know and then the lizard people come and it's a flat earth and yeah you know it kind of gets all shit on as well as it should be but yeah it's 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 almost like truman show-esque it's like what happens when truman hits the wall have you seen the truman show trey yeah yeah, yeah. Have you seen the Truman Show? Oh yeah, Truman Show, great movie. Yeah, it's there's almost like some aspects of that to life. It's like what happens when like you hit the wall, like because even that it doesn't really address the problem. Because what does he do? He just walks out, and now he's in a bigger world. He didn't actually find a real wall, a real end of the world. Now he just walked onto Earth. It, right. It's, yeah, I definitely was afraid I was, like, in the Truman Show when I, I first was, saw that movie. Dude, I was, I was from, like, whenever it came out, like, what, third grade? I was from, like, third grade to, like, probably, like, eighth grade. I was, like, scared of jerking off because I was, like, fuck, <laughs> you know, is everyone watching me? <laughs> like, yeah, like, it, it kind of forced morality on me for a while. I, like, would not lie to anyone because I was, like, I know they're all watching me. <laughs> like, you know, luckily I, uh. Yeah, luckily I broke that off before it stemmed in a full psychosis. But it's it, they it played that movie on yes so much. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. On on Groundhog Day, they they'll play Groundhog's Day on repeat. Um, <laughs> but uh, Groundhog Day, I almost have like a fantasy. I almost wish I was in Groundhog Day. 
I think I would love it. Or like going back in time. Yeah. That's always a fantasy. Like if I could do, remember that movie Butterfly Effect? Yeah. I, yeah. I've always thought like, what would ever, what would real heaven be? And I was like, yeah. sure. Yeah. We have this idea of like, it would just be permanent euphoria and bliss and oneness with everything. And I was like, yeah, but what would be really fun would be if I could go back to like the day of my birth fully like aware like i am now and i know everything and it could just be like oh it'd be like speed running a game it'd be like i'm gonna be a billionaire by kindergarten <laughs> like you know like that's what i was thought. I was like what would be heaven real heaven would be if you got to do over knowing everything that would be the best yeah i'm not gonna lie i definitely spend like too much time fantasizing about I that and i get weirdly specific i i focus all my attention on like deciding when i would do it because i don't think i would want to do it like you just said right go all the way back to birth yeah. i think that would be too much of a mind fuck like I if you were shitting your pants yeah. and stuff and like <laughs> yeah, you couldn't talk you like, couldn't talk you couldn't get out your ideas what so you would want to i always think in my head like maybe sixth grade i always spend right. a lot of time right. thinking about what's yeah. the optimal time that's okay i like that because then you'd almost <laughs> you could still fly under the radar yeah sixth great. grade is that what you would do yeah, no, now that you say that, it makes sense, yeah. Because, or what if you could, like, walk and talk and say all these things as, like, a three-month-old? You you draw too much attention to yourself, you know? Exactly. There exactly. might be some powerful structure in the world that's, like, it's happened. It's finally happened. Like, the the one has awakened, you know? You get some, like, Illuminati CIA fucks, like, we have to take him out. This is the Christ. Like, you know, it, I think you'd have, yeah, you'd have to lay low. I think you'd have to lay low. You'd have to almost make some like fake mistakes, right? But it's also like, man, how fun would it be? Like, dude, you'd be such like a pimp. You'd know how to flirt with girls. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly my number one fantasy is to like go back. Cause you could also, you, will, you would know, but you also wouldn't care, right? Like I was so invested in like eighth grade pussy, which was like yeah. making out. Yeah. You know, like nothing was gonna happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was so about, pent like, up on like trying to like get a girl in eighth grade, yeah. even though you're just gonna make out with him. Yeah, I was so like worried about like acne and shit. There would yeah, be Yeah, you just wouldn't give a fuck. You wouldn't give a fuck, dude. You would Yeah, you really would be like a Buddha or something. Like friends would come to you and be like, How do you give no fucks? You'd be like, you know, you we just got caught with weed in our locker. And you'd be like, dude, ultimately it doesn't matter. Like People make money all the time that don't even graduate high school. You're like, you can be a Steve Jobs. It doesn't matter. And they're like, no, but you're going to get it. It's going to be on your permanent record. And then you can't go to UGA. You're going to be like, dog, it, college doesn't really matter, man. You're like, just, you can learn it now. Yeah, dude, you would be a god. You would. So is that what like an Elon Musk is? Is that what a Bezos is? Maybe so. But what are guys that just seem like they're really running a train on reality? Like a Dan Bilzerian where it's like, how the fuck? Are you like so good looking, get so much ass, are so rich? Like, it almost kind of seems like some people have it unlocked. Dan Bilzerian really is the mystery one, right? Because yeah. people don't know, isn't his origin like a little unknown? A little hazy. Like, he, like he's dad, supposedly from poker? Yeah, yeah, but his dad did some sketchy stuff. I think like the, he was like rich when he was born secretly. Yeah. Yeah. The, my, my based on nothing idea is that like 
he got a lot of it through his dad's like white collar crimes, but it was sort of laundered to him via like faux yeah. poker winnings based on nothing. <laughs> it's but that that's my that's my uh, hypothesis, and I'm sticking with it. But yeah, it kind of seems like some people have it figured out, like like JFK, like president by his like 40s banging Marilyn Monroe, like dad was like a billionaire bootlegger like i don't know it kind of seems like some guys just haven't figured out that makes sense well that's the real question is if it would be worth it to be like a flame that burns so bright right and then just get capped yeah just get shot you know what i mean like well yeah worth it to be yeah like a hendrix a hendrix or a jfk yeah or shit, like a Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. He had like three lifetimes of writing music. And so then he just came out in high school and was like, he already had it written in his head. You know, like a Post Malone or a, or a Justin Bieber or LeBron James. Like they were just laying under the radar, but like they had it figured out by like nine years old. Like, who's that? Charles Cetus, S-I-D-I-S. Isn't that the, or Joseph Cetus? Like the smartest person ever. I don't know that. I don't know him. He was like sixteen and like, like giving Woodrow Wilson advice on the League of Nations. What? <laughs> Dude, look him up. Sidis, S I D I S, and he, I think he committed suicide or something. But yeah, he said it was like a burden. Yeah, he was literally he was like advising Woodrow Wilson on the League of Nations when he was in like ninth grade. Just look up like highest IQ ever. And I think it's, it's crazy. Maybe he went back in time. That's for, what I'm uh, saying. Yeah. William Sidis. Yeah, yeah. William, William, yeah. I think he taught at like Harvard or something. He, he wrote, yeah, he made his own language because he already spoke wow. like 14 languages. Dude, look him up. He even looked up. It's, Dude, this is cool. It, it is an origin story, man. It is. But yeah. Entered Harvard at age 11. Yeah. Yeah. Look up his like League of Nations or UN shit. It was, he was shaping like geopolitics before his balls dropped. That's crazy. I'm going to read about this guy. Yeah, he, I, it looks like he has a book you can read too. Oh, really? Yeah. No, he was, um, the League of Nations. And he was obsessed with collecting like, like uh like streetcar like punching cards like trolley systems there's some weird thing like that he was obsessed with like like mass transportation or something i feel like you know when you look at old pictures of people they look kind of you can tell they're old timey mm-hmm. this picture of him is from 1914 i feel like he looks normal yeah, I feel like no, I feel like back in time. Yeah. He doesn't look like he is old timey. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that motherfucker. He did exactly. He looks like he could have been a bro. Oh yeah, but best thing is maybe he did bro. Maybe he did bro life for a while. It was like fuck it, I'm gonna go back to the 1900s to see if I can't like yeah. influence World War One or something. Like, what else is there to challenge? Um, yeah, man, it's kind of all I got. By my internet's absolutely shitting the bed, but um. Yeah. It's kind of all yeah, I got. Yeah, you can like a robot. I don't know yeah. how it will yeah. impact your uh, 
recording or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 going to be butchered. Um, yeah. yeah. So. If I'm just making a stupid frozen face, yeah. it must just because I can't hear you as well. Yeah, no, it's it's been shitting the bed. Um, do you want to do another one sometime? Because this one, the, the I don't know how the recording is going to come out. I hope it comes out good. Yeah. Sometimes Zoom will like edit it, like auto edit. It'll like help compress when there's weird, like. Right. But I don't what, know. What happened with the Skype? Why why Skype to Zoom? Did we do Skype last time? I think so. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that that would make a difference. I was just wondering, like maybe. Oh no, my my internet's been fucked on all my devices today. It's been mm-hmm. shitting everything. Yeah. I don't know. I can get better audio from Zoom. That's why. It's got a better oh, okay. audio file. Um, but yeah, I'll text you after this. Let's definitely do another one because this one. Well, I was gonna say you've been having some uh, cool, cool guests recently, so that's a problem you got to work out, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. I've been. I've been. I've been lucky that it hasn't fucking shit the bed when Mike Durant came on or something. But, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm not worried about it. It's once you realize that the universe is something expanding into nothing, shitty internet doesn't matter. All right, Trey. I can't even But no, I mean I've had an open summer, so uh yeah, I would love to do it anytime, you know. Um but it's still sooner than later, just because I feel like this I didn't get the full uh I feel like we didn't milk this one as much as we could have. Because the internet has been fucking yeah. quadriplegic. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this one. All right, dude. Thanks for doing it. Peace, bro.